0: innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better whatever that thing is now who doesn't like the sound of that highland for innovators everywhere visit highland.com right when you think the Buckeyes are picking up steam and recruiting defensive players in the class of 2024 something is announced that provides a reality check and it lets you know things aren't always as good as they seem You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is. Wednesday, August 2nd in the year 2023. And I want to thank you for making Lots of Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will go over storylines heading into fall camp, which begins tomorrow. But first, the Buckeyes just came off of a big recruiting weekend. You got a commitment from a wide receiver in the class of 2026 and Chris Henry Jr., you got a commitment from in-state corner Aaron Scott Jr. on Sunday. So things are going well for the Buckeyes in recruiting. Yeah, you had a decommitment in Jonte Gilbert, but some say that was expected based on how early he made his verbal commitment. But things are going well for many people. You think defensively, class of 2024, picking up steam, things are going great. And then all of a sudden on a Tuesday... We get the news, and it is made public, that five-star defensive end Dylan Stewart has committed to South Carolina over Ohio State. Did that shock you? It shocked me. Now, I do realize Ohio State had an official visit in June, and based off things that I read after that visit that Stewart took to Columbus, thought the book guys were going to get the commitment from the young town to the defensive end from the DMV area. All of a sudden, he's making more visits, which is great. It's his, it's his ability as a chance to make more visits. Great, go ahead and do it. I said it earlier this week, if I'm a youngster and I can take visits and I'm not committed, I'm going to do it. Now, I probably won't take visits to places that I don't think I'm going to go. However, taking visits, there's nothing wrong with that. And this young man took a visit to South Carolina over the weekend. A few days later, to Mr. South Carolina. And it reminds me, I, I say this phrase all the time. Deja vu reminds me of things in the past. But we harp on the Buckeyes need to beef up things um, recruiting defensively. You need to beef up and add more players on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they have talented players. In the secondary, I mentioned Bryce West and Aaron Scott Jr. Yeah, that's great. You got Peyton Pierce and Garrett Stover, other guys. Yeah, you got Justin Scott, a five-star D tackle. What's going on with the defensive line, though? Why is there something that is missing? Why in the world is it consistently the Buckeyes, when it comes to going after elite defensive ends at top the cream of the crop in that recruiting class, why in the world is all of a sudden the Buckeyes are not getting the guys at the same rate that you think they should? And I always go back to last year, because that's when I started to really pay more attention to the recruiting. I am not the biggest guy to keep up with recruiting, maybe more locally when I was younger. Uh, high school recruiting, mainly basketball was easier for me to um, – Keep up with. Um, I lived in, grew up in Indianapolis, and so the talent pool here is insane as far as high school basketball. Gary Harris, Kyle Guy, um, dominated in high school in Indianapolis. Mike Conley, Greg Oden, as well, dominated. So I was able to Eric Gordon, uh, uh, Jeff Teague. I could keep going. Marcus Teague. I could keep going. So much talent from Indiana on the high school basketball side, so I could keep up with it there it was hard for me to keep up with Buckeye football recruiting because there was so much going on day in, day out. And then you got to realize, kids, okay, this is the 2024 cycle. There's kids, there's going to be a kid in the class of 2027 that's going to get an offer. It's just going to happen. Sounds odd, doesn't it? But that's just the nature of the beast. You're trying to get in front of it and really show the youngster at an early age you want them more than anybody else, but also you are the spot for them to go. So when it came to book recruiting, and me paying more attention a year ago. John Garcia Jr. was here with us a year ago, and we always talked about uh, Mateo um, um, um Keon Keeley, and the other defensive end escapes my memory. But we talked about how Ohio State is going after them, going after them, going after them, and doesn't get the services of any of the three top defensive ends in that class in 2023 a year ago. And so I remember John saying. This is this isn't something that's going to happen over and over. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Yeah. But as we look at it now, and I'm not j- trying to just be negative today. I want to be positive. Fall camp started tomorrow, man. We're getting football back, baby. I'm here for it. But the reality of the situation is Ohio State is not getting a lot of the commitments that you think they should. Think about this very quickly. You got KJ Bolden, who's probably going to commit who's scheduled to commit, and announce his verbal commitment on August the 5th. Do you think the Buckeyes are going to get K.J. Bolden, even though he is a safety and the Buckeyes secondary is the thought is they'll play better in the upcoming season? Do you think K.J. Bolden is going to commit to Ohio State? Edric Houston down there in Georgia. Do you think Edric Houston, another defensive end that Ohio State is going after the same way that they would have to Dylan Stewart? Do you think Edric Houston is going to commit to Ohio State? Those are a couple guys currently. They've also missed on. Um, let me go back to my list very quickly. They have missed on uh Marcus Lightfoot defensive end. They've also missed on Kingston Viliamu Asa, who numerous people heading into that final week before his announcement thought the Buckeyes had the upper hand. Went to church camp, read some verses. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. Something happened during that week that altered his decision to go to Notre Dame. And not commit to Ohio State. Also, might I add, I have heard that Al Washington was pivotal and did a phenomenal job of recruiting Viliamuasa in this one. Okay. Um, wish he did that when he was at Ohio State. Just, just kidding. Not Al Washington did a good job. Um, could have probably done better at times, but I don't want to say he did a horrible, horrible, horrible job while at Ohio State. It was just a shocker to me because um it was just something that was a sign of good for Notre Dame and good for Al Washington. During its current place of employment. But the Buckeyes, man, you got to get these guys. And I keep saying you're putting an emphasis on an emphasis on recruiting the state of Ohio. Okay, cool. According to 247 Sports Composite rankings, you have the top two guys in the state verbally committed to Ohio State: Bryce West, Aaron Scott. Jordan Marshall, running back committed to the team up north. The fourth best guy in the class right now, according to 247 Sports composite rankings, out of the state of o- out of the state of Ohio, Brian Robinson, defensive end, six foot five, two hundred fifty five pounds, in the crystal balls, eighty six percent Michigan, fourteen percent Kentucky. Is that a Larry Johnson thing? Is it a scheme thing? Is it a wait and see type of thing? Is it Jim Knowles' defense? What is it? i don't know but it just seems odd The cycle continues it's not just elite d lineman or defensive ends elite players overall i don't know if kj bolden's going to go to ohio state i'm leaning more no than yes uh eric houston would be great i would love to lean more yes than no in that one in both of them i just don't know but villian molasso a linebacker no brian robinson a defensive end no now you may say, Jay, it's not going to happen for any of them. Okay, why? That's my question to anyone. Why is it, is it not happening? Because I think, if you go back to Urban's day or some of the other days, it's probably going to happen more times than not. There's so many elite linebackers, safeties, corners, D-linemen, you're not going to be able to capture all of them, kind of like playing Pokemon Go. Got to catch them all. It's not like you're going to be able to collect all of them, but you can collect as many as you can and fill the voids in the holes that are there on the roster. The thought is Ohio State's going to have at least one D-lineman, DN leave and go to the NFL draft and tweet him a low If Sawyer blows up and plays phenomenal, he could be gone as well. So you're not only trying to fill those spots, you're trying to fill other spots and anticipate guys maybe transferring. I don't get it. It's confusing. The thought of deja vu happens a lot with recruiting. And generally, it's not a good feeling that I have. I am ready for the Buckeyes to capture elite defensive linemen, elite players on defense consistently. But something has to change for that to happen. Coming up next, storylines heading into fall camp. I got some for offense. I got some for defense, and I even got one for special teams as well. We'll go over all of them coming up right at you next here on Locked on (laughs) Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making a lot of time, Buckeyes. Your first to listen every single day this week. Start something that we have not had on the show in quite a long time. Back to five days a week. Baby, that is correct. Coming up on Friday, we go back to having five shows in a week. Haven't had a consistently had a Friday show since the month of May. The offseason is over. Football season is here. We'll be discussing all the Buckeye football news, good, bad, or indifferent right here on Lots on Buckeyes, five days a week. Fall camp is fun. Fall camp is exciting. Fall camp means that football is right around the corner. And for many of you that are Cleveland Browns fans, you get Browns football tomorrow. You may be uh, more on the pessimistic side or optimistic side or somewhere in the middle. It does not matter. Browns football is back. NFL football is back, and that also means college football is right around the corner. Week zero, I'll watch it. Notre Dame's playing on the other side of the pond. Week one, two, three, four. Once the Buckeyes are out there, baby, you know we are locked in. We're also going to be locked in to fall camp. Some call it training camp, whatever you want to call it. This is the final buildup to the Buckeye season in 2023, and to me, the biggest storyline. Easily going into fall camp, training camp, or practice, which starts tomorrow. Who is the starting quarterback? Ryan Day said at Big Ten Media Days that he plans that he hopes that someone emerges quickly. He also realizes that might not happen. But to me, it all starts with the quarterback. I got so I could go over every position quarterback, running back, tight end, O line, don't really matter. I can go over every position. I'm starting. Every day with the quarterback it's the most important position on the field. The quarterback is pivotal to the Buckeyes being successful in 2023. And no matter if I've been leaning or even believing that Kyle McCord will be the guy for the Buckeyes in the fall, that has not been announced just yet. And so we're going to be watching closely and uh, watching different videos and different clips and interviews, maybe trying to figure out, maybe try to read between the lines or just listen and take in what's right in front of us about what's going on with the quarterbacks. Is it Devin Brown? Is it Kyle McCord? It will not be Tristan Jebbia or Lincoln Kienholz. It will not be one of them. But it will be one of the top two guys, number 33 or number 6. It will be odd, odd, to see a Buckeye quarterback wear number 33 in the fall. Because at some point, even if Devin Brown does not start, he will play for the Buckeyes in a backup role in 2023. So I am anticipating, as odd as it's going to be, Seeing Devin Brown on the field at some point in time, will it be Brown? Will it be McCord? That is literally TBD to be determined. The next one that I think is the guys that are right behind the quarterback on the offense, how does Tony Alford go about getting guys to rock at running back? And it's not so much to play calling. That's Brian Hartline, Ryan Day. That's something that we will be diving into a lot over the next few weeks. It's more so who is playing, what's the pecking order, what's the depth chart. Because as much as people like Trevion Henderson, he's not going to play every snap. Or if you're a Mayan Williams guy over Trevion Henderson, he's not going to play every snap. Or maybe it's somebody that says Evan Pryor or Dallin Hayden needs to play or Chip Trainum needs to play. They're not going to play every snap. How do they find ways for them to get the ball? Do you try to eventually use Chip Trainum and maybe maybe a... H-back role, not so much um, slot role, but more of an H-back, the old um 12 personnel where it was Jeremy Ruckard and Cade Stover and Cade was off the line uh, in motion and stuff like that. Or maybe the Mitch Rossi role, since Chip Trenum is a little bit beefier than the other backs there. How do you utilize the backs? I just went over five. Most schools don't have five guys that can play, that are talented enough to play the football. But to me, when I'm watching fall camp, I'm trying to dive into the nuts and bolts in the news coming out from every single day, I understand you're going to have a, the hierarchy of the chart, one through five, in the order of the way that guys uh, do reps and practice. Great. That's there. How do you... Are you going to play four guys? Ho- hope not. I wouldn't push that. But does Tony offer push to play four guys or Heartline or Day or... Justin Fry say no. Play play all of them, play all five. We'll figure it out. We're we're too talented to not have all these guys play football. We'll gotta wait and see. But as for me, I am still a Henderson and Williams guy. It's a two headed monster. Um, Evan Pryor can come on. I think Dallin Hayden might be a tricky one because he is so talented, and we got so much of him, so much good ball from him last year or during his freshman season. If we get that again the upcoming year, buddy, that is something there. Where I'm saying, okay, Dallin Hayden, I dig it. I like what you're doing. Let's see more of it. I'm curious and watching. How do they handle this situation for the running backs in the fall for the Ohio State Buckeyes? When it comes to the offensive line, who are your tackles? Is Fryer at left side or is Fryer at the right? Is Simmons on the left side or is Simmons at the right? Or does Joshua Simmons? Well, Jimmy is what he goes by. Does Jimmy Simmons start? We gotta wait and see that. Um, your guards, Matthew Jones, Donovan Jackson, I don't think that they're gonna change. You get Jacob James or Vic Cutler or Carson Hensman as your center. Where are guys going? Do you get a Luke Montgomery or Tegra Tishabola that emerge and play so well that they have to play in a starting role? And do they shuffle things around? Gotta wait and see. I am not a guy that's gonna say, like we did in 2021, two weeks into fall camp, they changed the offensive line. It was a center and four tackles, literally, a center and four tackles. Dewan Jones, Paris Johnson Jr., Thayer Mumford, Nicholas Petit Frere and uh I was a Luke Whipler. I think it was a Whippler year. Whippler or Myers. I forget it. I, I think it was a I think that was a Luke Whippler year. And I'm like, okay, cool. How did it work? Didn't go so – it did okay. Um, Still kind of confusing in the way – or was that 2020? Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Um, Really confusing. Really, really confusing when that happened. Don't think we'll see that in the fall. But also, I'm curious who are the starters. When are they announced? How quickly do they just uh, mesh and gel together once they step on the field week one against the Indiana Hoosiers, Youngstown State. Western Kentucky and beyond during the upcoming college football season. That's quarterback running back O-line. I got more offensive storylines coming your way right here. This is Locked on Buckeyes on a Wednesday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. I could have easily gone, and we could easily go through more storylines for O-line, quarterback, running back, all of that stuff. But those are the big hot-button topic ones for me We'll go over defensive storylines tomorrow because, buddy, buddy, trust me, trust me. (laughs) It's a plethora. There's so many. We can go on for days discussing the storylines for the Buckeyes defense going into fall camp. We'll discuss those tomorrow on the first day at the Buckeyes step on the practice field during training camp in 2023. More on the offensive side, though, because I do believe and I understand things are going to be interesting at wide receiver. Before I get there, though, this little thought's going to be thrown your way. How does G. Scott Jr. fit into the tight end rotation? Not the tight end room, the tight end rotation. We'll touch on that here in a second. When it comes to the wide receivers, we know the top two. Really, going into into the season, we know the top three. It's Abuka, Harrison Jr., Julian Fleming. Those are your top three guys. We also have heard, or no, we know a fourth receiver will play. In Some role, I'm not sure what role, but in some role in Xavier Johnson. Who, what about the others? I keep hearing good things about Jaden Ballard. Are you going to take off Fleming or Abuka or Harrison Jr. to put Ballard and, and Xavier Johnson on the field at the same time? Is it beneficial to do that? What about the freshmen, Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers, uh, uh Cardinal Tay Brandon Ninnis? Brandon Are you going to take some of the top guys off to put the youngsters in? If you do that, have they earned or are they some of the better players or are they some of your top four guys to make that decision? Or are you just doing it to get them playing time during their freshman year at Ohio State? Literally, we just got to figure this thing out. But also, if they're not playing receiver, I hope we see some of those guys that aren't playing as starters or in the rotation at receiver, which I should, which should be just four Um just for it all I'm not looking to get I'm not looking to get uh six or seven guys rotated at receiver I think it will be a dumb decision literally a really dumb decision to play six or seven receivers at Ohio State in a rotation too much talent there to take those guys off the field and say oh well this guy's on no just don't do that but but I am looking to see in this Tate Rogers or Rogers or any of any of the other receivers that have been at Ohio State but aren't getting playing time in 2023 on offense Play special teams. You need to play special teams. And this is not only how you make a name for yourself in Columbus. This is also a good way for you to, even, to you for you to make money. You to make a roster when you try to play in the National Football League because there's not enough slots for all of the talented receivers in college to play in the National Football League. There are spots for them to play. It'd be on special teams for the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, or any other team as in the national football league play special teams back to the tight end position though because i think this one's interesting we know kate stover we know we got joe Royer. where does g scott jr fit into the equation because i'm looking when i think of g scott jr I think of a guy that has been building for this particular season it's been a couple of years now i moved from receiver went to the tight end room had to put on some weight. I think he was like 215 when he decided to move to tight end. And what do you get? You get a guy that is uh, putting on some weight, healthy weight, fig- figuring out how to block out of a stance. Not a two-point stance outside where you're five or six yards away from the DB or maybe even two or three yards are right up on you. No, you're going up against a guy who was heavier than you maybe quicker than you, may know how to use his wingspan better than you in a defensive end or a linebacker. What do you got to do? Figure out how to block. It's a whole process. It is difficult to figure out how to block when you've been playing outside for such a long time. But that tied in at Cave Dover and Joe Royer, G. Scott Jr. might be the third guy up in some areas. I don't know, man. I am not going to go all in on G Scott Jr. being the the third uh third tight end for the Buckeyes. If you're the third guy, you're not going to be catching the ball consistently and you're probably going to block. Is that something that you can trust and say G Scott Jr. can do that very well? I don't know. So far, I have not seen up to par. Uh, it has not his blocking has been uh, good enough for me to say, yes, that is a guy that I'm going to be looking to say um, he is going to be um, a rotation piece for tight end. I, I have not seen that. Not saying it can't happen, but I have not seen it. I Have seen a lot of things that we're going to be talking about lately. Also, just to be here thinking about this, Jelani Thurman, does he jump Scott Jr., G. Scott Jr. in the depth chart? And is he the third guy? Six foot six, 253 pounds out of Fairburn, Georgia. That's the height and weights coming directly from Ohio State's official website. Where in the world is this young man fit for the Buckeyes and, and Jelani Thurman? Got to wait and see. Freshman year, excuse me, college football is a whole lot different and tougher, especially when you're at Ohio State than even the highest of highest levels of high school football in the US of A, which is why. I am anxiously waiting and anticipating Thurman getting on the field and seeing how he handles adversity. What are some storylines you have in regards to Ohio State's offense? I went through some quickly. O line. I could easily just go to the center position as a whole and say the thought is Carson Hensman. Does Jacob James come off an inch? Does Jacob James come back, come in, and make it a competition that is not only a quarterback competition, a two headed monster? Or does Vic Cutler come in and make it a two-headed or three-headed monster to be the starting center at Ohio State? got to wait and see. No matter what, I hope these storylines, some of them will go into the season because they have to. It's just the nature of the beast. But if there is a position battle, I hope they settle quickly. And it would be nice for it to be settled in the season, excuse me, during fall camp. Because the one thing that frustrates someone is going into a new journey and not fully understanding or knowing their role in said journey. The Buckeye season is a journey. Starts week one, September 2nd against the Indiana Hoosiers. The thought and hope is that it ends after the first week of January while winning by winning a national championship. There's a lot that happens between January, was it 10th or 11th of the, the national championship game? It's September 2nd, yeah, 12 regular season games. A thought and a hope as you play in the Big Ten Championship game, but also that you play in the playoffs, multiple playoff games, win both playoff games, and win the National Championship. Got to wait and see what happens. But hit me up on Twitter at stevens 7 Send me an email, stevens 317 at gmail.com. Let me know what your storylines are for the Buckeyes heading into 2023. Also, DMs are open on Twitter. Some of you DM me. um, It's a great way to communicate with me as well. Some of you uh, are on the threads, and I'm on the threads. at jsteven07. Don't use it a lot, really, at all. But if you're on there, we might be able to have some conversations on that platform as well. YouTube comment section, five-star view on Apple or Spotify. Leave me all of your storylines for Ohio State heading into the 2023 season. We might tackle some of yours and use them as topics in the future episode of Locked on Buckeyes. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Wednesday. I'll see you next time. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait.